What's going on, folks? It's your buddy, Luke the Rugburn Nipple Flake, with a brand new episode of your favorite podcast, One, Two, Review. I'm here with my buddies, Alex and Brandon. Say hello to the people, Brandon. Hey, Brandon here. There's some sirens right outside my window. Alex, are there sirens outside of your window? Oh, now that I hear. That's great, guys, because it's a fresh episode of... A little podcast where we rate and review movies in the simplest way possible. We give it a single point if we didn't like it. We give it two points if we did. We rate and review until we get to 20 points, and then we call it a ding-dong doodle. Kick the intro. One. Two. How's it going, guys? My dudes. It's going great, you know? It's been a while. Alex, what's on the agenda for today? <laughs> the energy got so low. So, no, it didn't. <laughs> what's up, guys? Hey! All right. <laughs> hey! Wow! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm good. How are you guys? Everyone's good? Well, folks, you're here to hear us rate and review flicks, and we got one for you right now. What happens when the world is a desert? And you find an ancient scroll that prophesizes water covering the world once again? Well, we saw Threshold, The Lost Chronicles, the 1997 flick directed by Paul Simpson. Boys, what did you think about Threshold, The Lost Chronicles? This movie is, right off the bat, a total ripoff of Waterworld. Um, I think it's a lot sexier. It's uh, starring Susan Jests who plays the sort of um, accidental hero. She stumbles upon these powerful scrolls that give her powers to not only run on water, um, but control water, exude it with her hands, and sort of a flying-esque ability, I would say. Mm -hmm. And throughout the movie... Um, the powers that be become aware that she's found the scrolls and a necromancer played by an evil Knievel type is chasing her down with her with his minions. And this is fun and this is action packed. Uh, yeah, obviously a lot of elements and the scenery feels like it was ripped off of Waterworld. I also see the correlations between stuff like National Treasure. I also see elements of some Tomb Raider. There's some Mad Max in there for sure. Absolutely a lot some of Mad, Mad Max. Max. Yeah. Yeah, this movie felt so much like uh like like you fall you fell asleep during any of those movies and then you dreamed all these movies together. Like which it, like okay, this movie really could have worked but it didn't for me. So close. Like I love that mixing up of all these elements and pulling and you know homage to other films and genres, but this one just doesn't do it in a way that has anything original about it specifically and so it just feels like i don't know a melange a cornucopia of crap that i've seen before that's kind of how it felt to me but that's also this film's from 1997 so 1997 and an extremely low budget um kind of disappointing to read that the director has not gone on to direct anything else yeah paul simpson he runs a horse ranch now and that's it like he is retired i think actually this movie got such critical reviews that that's partially what pushed him out he did a couple more films after this but really nothing after nothing big at all this was his biggest flick and it is not that well known you say that but a lot of people do consider 
the filmography that he's done on his horse ranch, you know, mainly just like training videos, mainly um, videos of um, like just basically documenting horse progress and stuff on on jumps, on gait training. Just on YouTube and stuff? Uh, um, I think it's on pauljranch.org. Oh. Anyway, you know, the filmography in his just, you know, basically a, a lot of these horse ranch people, they have to come up with, you know, a 10-minute video on the horse if they want to try to sell it. And I think really it, it it's kind of a bummer that this guy didn't go on to make bigger Hollywood stuff because his filmography in these horse training videos is beautiful. Yeah. Um, this film was supposed to be part one of a three-part kind of trilogy of films that never really got off the ground because this one did not do very well in the in the theaters and so did not receive the you know the chutzpah that it needed uh regardless yeah. it did make a good uh psp game did you guys play the psp game yes i sure did actually and that that's kind of why i wanted to check this one out because i hadn't seen this in so long but i remember the game so fondly yeah so weird yeah, the game the game really had nothing to do with the movie, no. but it was a standalone. I mean, for me, the big problem in the game was there was no water elements. There was no water levels. I mean, no, it there was clearly is the cave they, level where you have to jump over pools. Well, the game's like but, a prequel to the movie, so yeah. Was it? Yeah, it's how the scrolls got lost. It's like the guy who lost the scrolls. Yeah, because you're not even you're not Susan Jess in that you're Denver Jones. But right, right. either Makes way, sense. it's still good. It's from Akrama Games, and that one I think you can get it on like on Mame emulators and stuff like that. If you want to check that game out, it's I mean that's also pretty low budget too, but it's good gameplay. Uh, you know, and this for a low budget, they really did put all they had into it. Evil Knievel's nephew actually performed a lot of the stunts. And on the final jet ski jump scene where he's flying the dark jet ski, the demon's jet ski, he actually did break four vertebrae and survive. And he's he's still up and walking today, but it took uh, it took six years of recovery and rehabilitation to get him back up. Wow. Too bad it wasn't spent on a better movie, I would say. Too bad he didn't blow up his body on a better movie. And this one leaves, there's a lot of open-ended questions. There's a lot of uh, unresolved stuff because obviously they were expecting to get two more movies out of it. So there, there really isn't a great climactic scene. There isn't any real danger that Susan Jess face. There's a lot of close calls. But at the end of the day, it, it just... Um, it leads up to a whole lot of nothing. Yeah, absolutely. There was like a small comic book run in the early 2000s where they kind of made comic book versions of what, you know, the other two movies would have been, but it didn't have a huge fan base. Yeah. Uh, Not hey, surprisingly. Uh, this week I want to review, we've got a, a little bit of an extra bonus. Uh, hey, folks, this week on One to Review, we want to introduce a brand new little segment for you. This is called Outside Opinion, where we uh, poll where we poll our audience and find out what they thought of the films that we're reviewing. So let's hit those phones right now and dial up a random number and get an Outside Opinion. 
Well, first, let me introduce myself. My name is Luke. I'm from a little podcast called One to Review. Of course, you've heard of it. Uh, of course. Have you heard of it? It's pretty big. Uh, sure. Yeah, I am. What is it? What is it called? One to Review. One to Review. You're not googling uh, it right now, are you? What? Uh, <clears throat> I don't. I. Um, no, I'm not doing that. Anyway, it's a movie review podcast. I figured comic book uh, people, comic book enthusiasts love movies too. And I'm just giving you a random call and I want to have you help me review a movie. Okay, well, I'm working. Um, is it going to take long? It'll take five minutes. Is it busy okay. right now? Uh, yeah. With Endgame out, it's, it's blowing up. Sounds pretty quiet. Frank is making a lot of money. My name is Tim. Well, Tim, it's great to meet you, man. The movie I want to have you help me review today is called Munchie. I want to get your opinion on a movie from... Oh, that's garbage. That's total garbage. You've seen it? Huh? Oh, no, I'm sorry. We're trying to decide what's recycling and what's garbage, and that was... I'm sorry. Um, what were you saying? Munchie from 1996. No, it's, it's a movie not. about a man that can't I'm, stop... I'm sorry. We, we were talking about a, a, an old vacuum cleaner. It doesn't work anymore. Uh, uh, what, what were you saying? Uh, Munchie. It's a movie about a man that can't stop eating himself. It's an old comedy from 1996. Have you seen it? Uh... <clears throat> I haven't seen it. I heard it was really bad, though. I actually haven't seen any movies that were made before 1997. Really? Yeah, I was um, <clears throat> I was a member of this uh, group with a single charismatic leader, and um, he he had we had some pretty strict rules, like no. I'm watching movies, but uh, I left right. the group involuntarily. I was, I was, the police said I couldn't stay there anymore, so. Yeah, you must be pretty young then, because you sound, you sound very youthful, to be honest. Oh, thank you. Now I'm, I'm 44. Oh, wow. Well, you got a lot of, so, you, yeah. got a, you got a lot of catching up to do with movies, I guess, then. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna stay a purist, you know. I'm just not gonna watch any movies from before 1997. Fair enough, man. They didn't make a lot of real great ones, anyway. What? I think it's... Are, you, are you kidding me? What about What about Threshold, The Lost Chronicles? You know what? Um, actually, me and the boys just had a chance to see Threshold. Uh, it, yeah, it was... did you love it? Well, well, I, I have mixed opinions about it. Uh, I okay. love the concept. I like, I like the world, and um, but there's a lot of goof ups. I don't know. Did you notice any of the? What, what were your impressions about Threshold? I thought it was great. I I thought that the lead, uh, Susan Jest, she was really a, a prominent figurehead for the feminist movement at the time, being a 
strong female protagonist uh, yeah, but- at that time is it's not not anything to be overlooked, you know. Sure. Sure. She was showing a lot of skin, but sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, but that's okay. I mean, uh, it wasn't allowed in my group, and so my first exposure to it was a little bit shocking. I don't, I don't know how I really felt about that, but I, I feel like that one line that she said really spoke to me. Uh, fuck me, you animals. Um. No, I feel like that was said kind of in jest, and in, in, well, <laughs> you know, her name is Susan Jest. But I, I mean, uh, like sarcastically. No, when when she saw the ship coming over the horizon, uh, uh, the evil necromancer's ship coming over the horizon, the evil necromancer who was a descendant of evil Knievel, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the the famous stuntman coming over the horizon. And she was like, oh, my God, it's huge. I felt like that was the best acting of that, of, of, the, of the millennium. Not, not that I saw. I mean, it was, yeah, definitely a fairly powerful moment, at least for the, where the bar was set for that movie. Uh, what, did you, that. what did you feel about the, the major goof-ups in the movie? Like, for instance, oh. on... On the Knievel ship, there's several characters that just sort of disappear from the from the movie. Well, I mean, but that's that's because they um they uh well yeah they disappeared okay but it's like um I I don't. It was because of the the Lost Chronicles. It was because of the scrolls that she found. She used her power to make them disappear. And maybe the scene where she was doing that got cut. Okay, I don't know. I didn't write it. I didn't shoot it. I wasn't there. But uh, but those characters, yeah, they might have just like disappeared. But um, I feel like it was part of the. I feel like it was deliberate. Uh, when you say goof ups, I think. I thought you meant like when she was jumping from one ship to the other and you could see the wires and you could see the safety net underneath her. Um, yeah, there there was a lot of that. No, there, I mean there was some of that, you know, uh, or when you could actually tell that they weren't shooting on the ocean when they just had like that giant mirror behind whatever lake they were on and and that's how it looked like there were so many ships, you know. But yeah. I mean yeah, do you watch a movie for for the quality, or do you watch it for the story? Because to me, I feel like the story matters, and that's why I, I, that's why I love, you know, Green Lantern. It's not about how good it is; it's about the story. Okay, I think I feel you on Green Lantern. All right. Well, Tim, if you had to give this movie a rating, we give it one point or two point, but you can give it whatever you want. If you had to rate this movie, what would you do? Well, so <clears throat> what's the scale? Like, I don't know. What? Does your does your store have some kind of scale or? Well, we grade the comics that come in, but I don't do that. I'm not a grader. I I work the register and I put them away. I'll okay. tell you what, Tim. So, today uh, you're a grader. All right. Okay. 
Okay, so um, wow, this this is this is making me anxious. I'm not Frank, for God's sake. Uh, okay, so let's say one is like this comic book has been sitting in the mud for eight years, three months, and two days, and yeah. um, and random animals have uh, have urinated on it, and mm-hmm. maybe a homeless person has uh, has moved their bowels upon it. Mm-hmm. Okay, but a ten, a ten is like, like it was sprinkled with salt after it left the press, and it has been infinitely preserved. But this is the very moment that it's coming out. Okay, so I would say threshold. The Lost Chronicles would be, man, this is stressful. Um, I, I don't ten point one. Hey Tim. I'll tell you what, man. Yeah. Thank you, thank you so much for your perspectives on Threshold, and um, I'll definitely let the boys know how you felt about it. We'll give this men- we'll give this call a listen, and um, and now you're part of One Two Review History, my friend. What is what is that one? Oh no, yeah, I know. I've I've heard of the. I've, I'm a long time listener. Wow, what an honor it is. Okay, I don't believe that, but. Oh. Um, you can you can show this to Frank and shove it up his ass now. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm on one two review, Frank. Well, that's a lot to digest. You know, maybe I think maybe some of us were spot on with the movie, but uh, I think maybe a couple of you guys need to reassess. Well, and that's why we go to the outside to hear what the people on the street are saying, and it means a lot. And you know, for me personally. It helps to know I'm on track most of the time, but it also helps to know when I'm off track. Oh, interesting. All right, so that is two points from the outside opinion. I'm going to give this film one point. It just left me a little bit unfulfilled. Yeah, I hate to flip-flop, but this movie's actually getting one point from me. Sorry, buddy. This movie for me is not great. I am going to give it one point. I'm in agreement with you guys. Um, the game was good. The comic books were okay. The movie, uh, not that great. One point. Excellent. That is one, two, three, four, five points for Threshold, The Lost Chronicles. And with that, folks, we're going to be giving you five of our... Our favorite numbers. Yeah, we're going to give you five of our favorite numbers. That's right, folks. This week I want to review, we are giving you our favorite numbers. Oh, God. Everybody knows numbers. Most people use them every day. On this week's show, I thought it would be fun if we could just highlight and put a, shine a little light on some of our favorite numbers or numbers that mean something to us. I'm not a guy that really knows numerology, but I know when I see certain numbers, it means a lot to me. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? I sure do. And I give the film one point, so I'm happy to share my personal favorite number. And that is 44, folks. 44. It's like two forks. 44 hertz. I think that's a C. Note. In music. It's a good one. Or an A. Um, for me, five million. Nice. I think um, that's my projected personal wealth in four to five months based on podcast sales, based on strip club um, attendance. And uh, things are looking up for old Luke here. That's huge. And that's a solid goal to run past. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
I'll take you guys out for dinner. Nice. I sure hope so. I love food. One of my favorite numbers, uh, a little number when I see on the clock, it always just puts a smile on my face, is uh, the number 753. Uh, it's just a number I always used to wake up at 7.53 in the morning, and it's just it's ingrained in my memory from every morning waking up seeing that alarm clock. So. Oh, wow. Cool. Those are our three favorite numbers for our three points given the threshold of the Lost Chronicles. And with that, we got to kick it over to a sponsor. Two words. Salted porn. On sale now at Dylan's, Safeway, and all most CVS locations. All right, boys. I want to talk about the Derp 2017. Meme star Lil Steven stars in his full-length feature film, his first full-length feature film. Yeah, he's got, got a couple this more. Directed by Kenneth D. Inno, Stephen J. Whaley co-starring, Rosa P. Townsend, etc. Gentlemen, the derp. First impressions. I liked it. I liked the derp. You know, uh, I'm not normally a big fan of of celebrities, especially these modern kind of YouTube or meme kind of stars. But Lil Stevens takes my heart, man. Uh, he's been around for a long time doing, you know, hilarious little memes here and there, really bringing joy to people's lives. And it was great to see him dance his ass off in this film. I thought Helen Hall did some amazing work as well. Brandon, what'd you think? He's talented, no doubt about it. For me, this movie says Lil Stevens is the next Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he can dance, and I don't know if Adam Sandler can dance. I've never seen it. I will say the movie itself, not a super well-made movie. There are funny moments, but honestly, just seeing Lil Stevens you know, on the full big screen and not on Snapchat and TikTok, it's pretty impressive. His moves are mm-hmm. smooth, and the story gets you from dance beat to dance beat pretty smoothly well okay here's my problem i found this movie impossible to watch in theaters because as i'm sitting in the middle of back row where you guys both know i love to sit eating my popcorn watching the screen i'm looking at a sea of kids that are kind of facing towards me um you know making the perfect selfie making the perfect snapchat uh you're saying kids in the audience yeah, everyone was on their on their phone and sort of watching the movie on their phone while facing the back of the theater. You know what I'm talking about, right? Oh wow. They were That's crazy. They man. were all making selfies and selfie videos of the movie while the movie was going. A lot of people filmed this movie. Like there is a lot of yeah, there's so many bootlegs available and stuff that people put out there, which was cool. It itself became a meme on TikTok, yeah. 100%. I mean, there's an unofficial disclaimer on the Derp's Insta that it's like, hey, Derp on, get Derpy in theaters with the Derp. And I mean, that's his thing, right? That's his thing is is that, that selfie view. And did you guys know his syndrome is actually incurable? You know, the thing yeah, that makes him Yeah, he's always going to be yeah. little Stevens. He's actually always going to be tiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hey, you guys got much more to say, or should we maybe get an outside opinion? Oh, that's right. Let's hear it from an outside opinion. All right. I'm going to hit up a random number here. Hello? 
Hi, uh, my name is Alex Knight. Uh, I work for the podcast One Two Review. It's a uh, podcast where we rate and review movies. No uh, we are calling and uh, we're talking to members of the community kind of uh, randomly and uh, seeing if they have a moment to answer some questions about film. Oh man, I feel kind of starstruck. I really love your podcast. Are you serious? Yes. How did you find my number? Oh, we're just random dialing. That is wow. a hoot. Uh, are you worried? Where do you live? Um, I actually live in uh, Montana. No way. Yeah. Very cool. Wow. Thank you so much. And your name is? My name is uh, Josephine Schnakes. Josephine Schnakes. Thank you so much. Uh, do you have a minute to answer questions? Yeah, sure. For you guys. Great. Sure. So this week we uh, are reviewing the film The Derp. Uh, it's a it's a film from a, about two years ago that came out. It stars a meme uh, meme star, uh, Little Stevens. Uh, it's a full-length feature that he was really excited to create. Uh, did you ever have a chance to see the film The Derp? Are you familiar? Yes, yeah, I made a point to see it. Uh, Little Stevens, you know, I went through some really serious bouts of depression, and his memes pulled me through. No way. So, yeah, so I felt like it was really kind of like my duty as a um, someone who's changed my life so much, you know. So, so yeah, I watched it, and I loved it. I wow. Made, yeah, it was incredible. Helen oh. Paul made her big comeback, um, and I, I, I just, all the dancing she did, and, uh, yeah, the dancing in the sign language was huge. That was such a treat. I felt that was kind of my opinion of the film, too. Um, well, uh, Josephine, you are familiar with the podcast. So we, you know that we rate the movies. We give them a one point if we did not like it. We give it two points if we did. Uh, can I ask you, if you were to rate the derp, what, what would you give it? I would give it a solid two points. Oh, my gosh. Go see it. Go see it. If you haven't, it will change your life. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. I mean, it's. I think I think it's on Netflix, or it's coming to Netflix in the next couple months. And so, yeah, there's going to be an opportunity for people to check this film out. And uh, Josephine says it's good. I think it's good. Uh, great. Yeah. It's so great. I shot a video of it that I put up on YouTube as well, if anyone can't afford to go. What do you mean? Oh, you made your own version of the film. In the theater. No, I didn't reenact it. I oh, you shot one. You shot a version of it. Oh, yeah. nice. A bootleg because yeah. you felt so strongly that the film was that important to, to share? Yes, absolutely. Wow. Got to wow. share that positivity and those messages for the world. Oh, my gosh. Hey, Josephine, this has been a real treat. Uh, I can't believe, you know, we hit you up uh, just throwing darts on a wall and we hit you. So it was such a treat to talk to you. Oh, thank you so much. Thank All you right. for doing what you do. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, you have a good day. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I agree. She she loved it, and that's so cool that she made a bootleg too. We were just talking about that. Um, yeah. I mean, that was more popular than I think people realized. Well, that makes me happy. It cheered her up, you know. At least that cheered me up. We have fans, guys. People listen to our podcast. Yeah, that's insane. And, and from Montana, of all places. So close. I thought at first when she said Montana, I thought she said Wyoming and I was blown away. But that Montana been is still pretty cool. So thank you so much, Josephine, for calling in. We really, really appreciate it. And it's so cool to hear a fan. And she didn't call in. We called her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a random number. I'm sure no one believes it. But uh, well, that's uh, that's rate this thing. So Josephine gave it two points. I'm uh, inclined to agree with her. I'm going to give this film two points. Again, a little sappy, not quite my cup of tea, but that little Stevens and 
you know, this being his first film, I enjoyed the other two he made after this, and I hope to see a lot more from him. I hope to see only this film from Little Stevens. I wish the best for him on internet memes, on social media. The big screen, I think he's had his moment. One point. I'm excited to see what TikTok brings to Hollywood. I think Hollywood should start taking notes and making social media apps himself because... Little mean Lil Stevens, he's going to be the next sensation. So two points for this movie, and uh, I'm excited to see more. Wow, you almost called him Little Meme there for a minute, which is like almost, almost better. Too, that's too spot <laughs> too on. Too spot on, Lil Meme. Anyway, yeah, that is, Luke, you give it one point. I give it two. Brandon, yeah, what'd you point. give it? I'm sorry. You give it two, right? Two points. Yeah, so that is five points from us, two points from Josephine. We are going to give you our five favorite numbers. Well, right off the bat, guys, you got to know, 20. It's Ooh. the most common denomination in U.S. currency used. It uh, It's just enough to say something when you pass somebody a 20 for a tip. But, uh, and it's and it's the perfect age. It really is. When, when uh, you're naive, in life, I think. You're able to do things. You still have some vigor. 20 is good. You're not allowed in bars, so you are still got something to, to look forward to. Yeah, got nothing left to look forward to anymore. Nothing. Brandon? I got two points for you. I'm going to give you some of my favorite numbers. I'm not going to say this number is underrated, but zero is an extremely powerful number. Just the concept of zero yeah. and, you know, how you could just tack it on at the end and it, you know, it's nothing on its own. But if you throw it behind some other numbers, then that, it gets huge. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it multiplies it by like um, 10. Yeah, it's insane. Um, so then you got also interacting with zero is the number one because binary. You think about that, ones and zeros, ons and off, computers, powerful numbers one zero and one nice well uh just before we get too far away from zero one i'm gonna drop two as my favorite number mostly because we can't do the podcast without it i love the number two the number two for me is now synonymous with good cinema so the number two and for my second point i am going to say 22 because you know what's better than two twos 22. Well, no, I take it back. 222. That's the best number. Those are my two points. Solid. And with that, we're going to hear a word from our sponsor. Base One to Review is brought to you by Fresh Tots. Young potatoes are best. We all know it. Our farmers in Ireland dig soil deep to pull out the tightest tubers that they can find. Young, fertile vestiges of fruit, life, and energy. Fresh Tots, deliverable now or later. All nutrients have a shelf life. Our young potatoes guarantee the nutrients are still alive in every bite. The tight skin on fresh tots leaves your teeth with a veneer finish that is shiny and crimson. 90% of french fries are made from old potatoes, and that's frankly unhealthy. And here at the Fresh Tots Farms, we throw out any potato over two inches. It's rotten and old and not fit for your fresh tot meal. We keep them young, we keep them small, we keep them innocent. Fresh Tots. Sign up now at freshtots.com to get weekly recipes delivered straight to your inbox, completely free of charge, almost. And 
anonymous. And it's only two recipes and no dipping. Fresh tots. The Calculator. You guys, I've been excited to review this movie. It came out last year. It was one of my movies that I wanted to see, but I never got around to it. We finally sat down and watched it. The Calculator. This is a Rob Riggle film. He's a funny guy. It's a stupid premise. This guy is half human, half calculator, and what does he do best? He calculates numbers, and what did you guys think of this movie? This thing is is for me at least a perfect example of a good bad film uh this is terrible and incredibly enjoyable for me yeah 100 percent. rob riggle really carries it with his crazy expressions his over-the-top performance and uh well you know lackluster cgi i would say is there but i mean it's endearing. It's kind of fun to see this old style. Do you guys remember the video for Dire Straits? Um, money for I want nothing. My MTV. Yeah, yeah m- money, money for nothing. Yeah, it's like uh, you know, real blocky, and um, it's all live action in this film with a CGI overlay of that style of very, very old. 3D animation. The the character, the calculator, has to take on the U.S. budget when there's a there's an imminent missile crisis, and the only way the U.S. government can protect itself or the world from imminent doom is by balancing the U.S. budget. And the only person, of course, able to do that is Rob Ribble, Rob Riggle's character, the calculator. Uh, just a regular uh, CPA. And he gets scooped up and skyrockets to international fame and fortune by being the best. But not only being the best by just, you know, working hard and studying, he is actually half calculator. There were scientific experiments when he was a child about, you know, combining computers and humans at birth to kind of get this integration. And he's a product of this. I think this movie came out... uh, for me, this movie feels like a movie that came out, oh God, I'd say a decade too late. Um, even the idea... I'd say two decades too the late. Idea, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'd say two, actually, now that it's 2019, because calculators, man, calculators alone are kind of, um, I don't know, an, an antiquated tool these days. You barely ever see it. I mean, they're on our phones. We use them all the time. But the idea of an actual Texas Instrument calculator, sure, if you're if you're taking a, you know, a class, a college class... What are what are those math classes? I don't even know. Calculus. Calculus, sure, clearly. Trigonometry. Uh, yes. Geometry. Uh, so maybe okay, God. Now on this whole ramble, maybe maybe I'm just out of date with this. Maybe I'm so far away from calculators in my life that this film seems dated. I don't know. Here's what you I know, think. Calculators are still very much in use. Yeah, Brandon. I think it's self-aware. I think it knows this. I think it's speaking to this new generation that's brought up in schools where math isn't taught, and this is like a novelty of. A generation's past you know it's nostalgic for us uh it's it's kind of like how we view the 80s you know sure yeah yeah i guess i can give you that when again i like this film but i mean let me praise it instead of just talking shit about it i i think the in a good way like the acting is so bad in it i feel like uh, uh roland smith is in there um uh, dixon athena uh, dixon's in there and like they're just terrible they're poorly cast um 
they don't do a good job. Uh, I don't think Rob Riggle does a very good job, but he's fine because he's what? charming. I mean, he's it's playing himself. I don't carry. think I don't think he's acting very well, but he's this film is great. It's terrible and great. I don't know how to explain it better than that. Well, I, I think a great way to explain it to viewers is the opening scene, the opening um, oh, boy. experimental montage in the laboratory where they're actually developing this calculator baby. And it's borderline uh, macabre. It's borderline grotesque. Mm-hmm. Like, think back to the, the scenes in Alien where they're looking at the different tanks of the ex- scientific mistakes. They're they're playing all this funky music and these boing sound effects while these like bloody uh, abortions are coming out of these test tubes and and this lab equipment mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know it's kind of fun actually yeah yeah I enjoyed well, it I think it knows what it is like think the fly meets yo gabba gabba sign me up. What are we saying, Brandon? Yeah, sign me up. Sounds good. Oh. Brandon's asking for the form. Well, let's hit an outside opinion, boys. Should we? Yeah, yep. let's do it. <laughs> call a number, man. Call a number. I think this is actually an old call-in number that we never really... I don't think we ever played his message, but uh, let's give him a call back. Here we go. <laughs> My name is Luke. I'm calling from a little podcast called One to Review. Have you heard of us? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I recognize your voice. So you're a listener? Yeah, big time. Big time listener. Hey, well, great, buddy. Um, what's your name again? <clears throat> My name's Rob. Rob. I'm calling today because it's a very special episode. We're calling up our listeners and we're asking them for their opinions on some of the movies that, um, you know, these, these are bigger movies, so we're, we're thinking that you guys have probably seen it. But um, today we're going to be reviewing The Calculator. Oh, I hate that movie. Okay. Um, what, yeah, exactly. Uh, what were your first impressions when you saw... Now, for our listeners, the calculator is a half-human, half-calculator, Rob Riggle. You remember Rob Riggle stars as... Uh, yeah, it's, 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 the worst, it's the worst premise for a movie I've basically ever heard of. I mean. Yeah. I mean, I, I really hate to trash this movie, but I'm kind of on board with you. What, do you remember any kind of uh, scenes or any aspects of the production, filmography, anything that really set you off? Well, you know, it's just like, it's just like the graphics, you know, I'm like a big, I'm a big graphics guy. I'm big into graphics. Like, okay. You know, all movies, I'm just basically, I watch movies to appraise the graphics, to appreciate the graphics. And I just felt like the graphics were, you know. Yeah, I mean, a hundred percent. I was right there with you. I feel like the CGI needed a lot of work. Um... It looked like my mom did it. Yeah. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I'm guessing, Rob, I'm guessing your mom's not into uh, graphic design or 3D. Animation. No, she's actually, she actually is a graphic designer. She's just not a very good one. Oh. Okay. It looked like my mom did it. Yeah, well, tell us, I mean, do you want to help promote her business or anything right now? 
No, she's unemployed uh, as a graphic designer because she, I mean, between you and me, I mean, this is just between you and me, right? I yeah. mean, she sucks. <laughs> yeah. My mom is a terrible graphic designer. Well, well, I mean, you know, but she is your mom, right? Yeah, no, she's an all right lady. Hold on. She's also terrible at making grilled cheese sandwiches. Hold on. Oh! Oh! Hold on a second. Oh! Uh, do you want to... Do you want to get her? Maybe you can know. get. Maybe you can get. If she comes around, you know, the sandwich. Um, uh, maybe you can get her opinion on this movie. Do you know? Do you remember how we rate these movies? Uh, like like a scale of one to bad. <laughs> right. No, it's actually we give it one point if we didn't like the movie, and we give it two points if we did. Oh, well, I'll probably give it 11 points. No. Negative 11 points. Okay. Okay, fair enough. That's a first for That's us. less than one. That's a first for us. Rob, um, I feel like we've covered pretty much everything that there is to cover with, um, with this Rob Riggle, you know, the calculator. There's anything yeah. else? There's anything else you want to add? And since you know what, since you took your time, is there anything you want to promote from your life, your Instagram, or? Um... Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I have my own business. Okay, tell us a little more about. Uh, tell us a little more about that. Basically, I just sterilize mason jars for. I mean, so far. For just my friends, I've been starting off, so just doing it for my friends, you know. But I'm trying to get out there, have like a an Instagram. Uh, it's at sterilizing mason jars. And how's that going? You know, it's the it's the mason jar sterilization business. What can I tell you? You know, it's it's not uh, it's not selling Pokemon cards. You know. That sounds a little repetitive, but you know, rewarding, yeah. right? standards i'm telling people you people are probably always sending you hate mail yeah love letters rob the vibe the, the vibe that i'm getting from you is that you're a seasoned professional you know what you're doing and you're headed nowhere to the nowhere but the top and you know what and i and i wish yeah. wish the best for this relationship between you and your mom maybe she can get some graphic design going for your online presence or maybe even like um i don't know but something for your vehicle you know, well, you know, of... I'd love for that, but she can't even make a grilled cheese sandwich right, which reminds me. Oh! Oh! I don't know where the hell she is, but she's gonna. I don't know. Hey, I'm Rob. I'm trying to get her to help me out, you know. Hey, Rob. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. We'll go ahead and mark down that a negative 11 points for the calculator with Rob Riggle. Um, yeah, get better graphics. Yeah. I mean, you know what? We already talked about it on the show. There's there's been some major issues with the, the the CGI and the 3D on that film. So, hey, we're we're right there with you, buddy. Okay.
All right, you got to take care. All right, best of luck, brother. Goodbye. All right, I uh, love you. Wow, so... He's got a lot going on. It sounds like behind the scenes with his mom. And uh, there there you go, man. I think if they had improved the CGI in this movie, I think we'd all be a lot happier. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, this film just for me isn't one like the CG. If the CG is the point where you check out, like you're already fucked. Because like, (laughs) I don't know. Like there's more things that are worse than the CG for me. The whole thing is on par with the CG. But I hear what he's saying. The CG is terrible. I just feel like the rest of it matches it. So it doesn't stick out to me. Um, but it is bad. He's right. A prime example of why we don't include the public in these reviews, because they just don't have the same eye that we do, the critical artistic eye. They can't get beyond the CG and see the true depth that I see in the film, uh, which is a shame to me. I am going to give the movie two points. Uh, I'm going to give it two. It's not good, like I said, but you should watch it because you can laugh, have a good laugh with your friends, smoke a doobie, and watch this movie. Barely getting a two from me. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I got the two, though. All right. That, and then one point from Rob, two points from me, two points from Luke, and two points from Brandon. That is eight? Eight points? Six points from us. Sure, six points from us, but eight points. That's like one of the biggest uh, scores a movie's gotten. Uh, but I think we screwed up. How is it eight? Yeah. Wasn't it? Oh, didn't you guys give it two each? And yeah. didn't he give it two? I thought he gave no, it Rob one. Gave it one. Oh, Rob, Rob gave, gave it one. one. Sorry. Okay, cool. All right, that is one point from Rob. Two points from me, two from Luke, and two from Brandon. That is seven points. Still huge. Huge. Six huge points score. from us. Six. six points from us. And with those six points, we're going to be telling you some of our favorite numbers. I'm going to go first, y'all. 69. Beautiful number. Not only a great sexual position, but just a beautiful yin-yang of shape and form uh, that you get there. Very Pisces. Yeah, I love the 69. Uh, And I'm also going to drop a 420 a little bit. Uh, Some people know it as Hitler's birthday, but many know it as the time to smoke marijuana. And one to review does not endorse drugs, only cigarettes, but I know some people smoke. Have you guys ever 69 on a 420? Hell yeah. For sure. I haven't. Um, For me, two numbers that really strike me. You know, Alex, I I think um, I've got a great looking number for you. 777. Nice. One of the luckiest numbers out there. That is a big one. That's what you want to see on a slot machine, right? Yeah, if you're a slot jockey, if you're sitting there with your Sigiru and aging your life away at a uh, hot machine. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what you want to see pop up. Triple seven. That's one of the luckiest, right? And um, another great one, 220. That's the kind of voltage that'll run your larger appliances, washing machines, dishwashers, um, you know, industrial heat guns, Mm -hmm. uh, hammer drill. Nice. Those are great. I think, I think certain sump pumps and certain bilge pumps run off 220. I'm not sure about nautical regulations, but uh, it's a great voltage. 220 mm-hmm. gets its own outlet, even right? A little bit bigger. Yeah. A little special. Yeah, I think it's a four pronger. Well, here's what I'm thinking. I'm, one of the numbers that I'm strongly connected to in my life is 360, because this number represents like a full circle. And what is life? It's nothing more than circles 
uh, tied together in a larger circle, you know, thrown into a lake full of circles. So 360 is a Dude, very powerful I like, number. I like to call it 360 days a year, and then I take those five for myself. That's a great way to put it. Also, a little outside of the box, I was trying to think, you know, what's the biggest number? What's the biggest number that I can think of? And I'll tell you what it is. It's that affinity symbol. So nice. That, is, that number represents, you know, the Super largest smart. number. Yeah. Yeah. Cool to get that one in. That's my two points. Nice. I'm a little dumbstruck by infinity. I just every time I hear that, I just can't really wrap my rind wrap my rind around it. Yeah, yeah, it turns your sweet little brain into rind. a rind. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, that's twenty points. That's another week done. Episode number ninety six. See you later. Holy moly! Holy moly! We're rapidly approaching episode one hundred. But until then, we have a few things to do. Folks, we got to thank our Patreon donors. A big, huge, mumbled shout out to a $1 uh, sponsor, and that is. Thank you so much for that. And then a, a clearly shouted out $2 donation from Rab himself. Thank you so much, Rab. You're the shit. Next week. Oh. We also have an Instagram at 12review.com as well as a Facebook and a web page and a fireside. So just search 12review on Spotify or anywhere you can find podcasts. Folks, next week we're going to be reviewing Boyle 33, Realm Diamante, The Fucker, Speed of Light, another from the Doe series, and two more from the Quip series. Folks, thank you so much for listening. Have yourself a very special whatever day of the week it is. Good night. Bye. Bye. See you later. Ciao. Adios. Bye. Thank you. (laughs) Stopping recording. Stopping recording.